And um, huge organisation, doing lots of good things with thousands and thousands of young people. But it hasn't always been that way. It started off really small, one leader and four children 110 years ago. But um, everything starts somewhere, doesn't it? Small things are important. So in the few minutes we've got left, I just want to think about uh, three simple points about small things. So let's just, let's just pray, shall we? Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you um, for all that it means to us and for all that you want to say to us through it. I pray that as we look at these simple stories this morning, Lord, for those of us that know them really well, I pray uh, that we would look at them afresh. And for those of us that don't know them, I pray that you would open our eyes and our hearts to really understand the true meaning of each one. For Jesus' sake, amen. Okay, so um, first of all, we're going to read a short passage from the Bible. So especially some of the young people, you may well, have, um, you may well know this from, from Sunday school. So if this works, there we go. So the first thing is, small things, do whatever you can with what you have. Do whatever you can with what you have. So kids and young people, you listen to this story, you tell me if it rings any bells from Sunday school, okay? So Jesus sat near the temple collection box and watched as people put their money into it. Lots of rich people came and they put in lots of money Then a poor widow came, and she put in two mites. Do any of the the children know what mites are? What's a mite? Any ideas? Coin, very good. Okay, I've got two little coins here. They're not mites, um, but they'd be similar to that, little five pence pieces, really small silver coins. And, um, And these weren't worth much at all. They reckon that it was about a seventh of a day's wage. So if you went to a shop uh, with two mites, you certainly wouldn't be able to buy yourself a meal and probably not even some fruit. They weren't worth very much at all. And Jesus saw this and um, he called his followers to him and said, this poor woman put in only two mites, but the truth is she gave more than all those rich people. They have lots of money and gave only what they didn't need. But this woman is really poor, and she gave everything that she had. Jesus was really happy when he saw this woman put two mites into the collection box. Not because of the money. It wasn't about the money. It's never about the money with Jesus. It was about the woman's heart. She really loved the Lord, and she wanted to show God how much she loved him. And she gave everything that she could. And um, I don't know, maybe some of us think today that we don't have much to give. I know maybe some of the younger ones, you don't have a job, you don't have loads of money, unless your mum and dad give you lots of spends, in which case, come and see me afterwards and we can share the wealth. But um, we don't have lots of things always to give, do we? But it's about the heart. And the Bible says that every time we're kind to someone, Every time we help someone, every time we're a good friend to someone that needs it, the Bible says that whatever we do for other people, it's as if 
we're doing it for God. It might seem a small thing to us, but it's a big thing to God. The small things matter. But small things, do whatever you can with whatever you have. Do whatever you can to the best of your ability. Who likes holidays? We all like holidays, don't we? I love holidays. Um, when I was small, I used to love holidays. I used to love going to the beach and building sandcastles. Okay, that was, that was my thing that I loved when I was little. But there's lots of exciting things to do, isn't there, on holidays. And um, I want to tell you about something that happened to me when I was on holiday in Wales, in Llandudno. Bit of a Welsh theme going on at the moment. And um, we were staying in a flat in Llandudno. And I got up one morning and my dad shouted me. He said, oh, Phil, just, just come in here a minute. So I went in to see my dad. And my dad said, we're going to do something really exciting today. Great. So I'm thinking maybe, maybe one of these things, maybe the beach, maybe building a sandcastle. And I wasn't really expecting what he said to me next. He said, we're going to make the beds. <laughs> my, dad, my dad's idea of excitement wasn't always my idea of excitement. Okay, that's, um, that's me on the right, by the way, helping my dad make the bed. That's an actual photograph from the day. Um, but then it got even stranger. He said, now it says in the Bible that whatever you do, do it with all your heart. And my dad started to make the bed in a way that I've never seen a bed made before. So he got the sheets and he was wafting them out and he was really round. He was tucking them in like mad and he did it at lightning speed. It was, uh, it was really crazy. It was, it was a bit like this, actually. <laughs> a little, little insight into my dad there. And um, we fluffed the pillows up as hard as we could. And we thought at one point that the, the stuffing was going to come out of them. Um, it was... Uh, probably one of the strangest things I've ever seen, to be honest. I don't know if my dad had uh, had too much sun maybe the day before. But, um, but this is the verse that my dad was referring to from Colossians. It says, in all your work, do the best you can. Work as though working for God, not for an earthly boss. And maybe for um, some of the little ones today, we could change that round. We could say maybe when you do your schoolwork, work as though you're working for God, not for a teacher. Whether it's a big thing or a small thing, small things matter. Let's do the best that we can. Just, um, just a, a simple idea that I had that I wanted to throw out there. We read lots of things in the Bible, don't we, about what Jesus did during his ministry, about some of the amazing things that Jesus did. And I sometimes wonder what Jesus was like when he was a carpenter in the carpenter shop. I would have loved to have seen him at work. I think he would have been a great carpenter because God knew that you do everything with all your hearts, big or small. So do whatever you can with whatever you have. Do whatever you can to the best of your ability. And then finally, I just want to think about numbers, big numbers and small numbers. Most of us are really impressed with big numbers, aren't we? When, um, when a television show gets really high viewings, 7 million, 8 million viewers, they love to tell us how many views they got. Same with radio. And certainly social media, that's really impressed with big numbers, isn't it? Um, I had a quick look 
on the internet. And there's actually websites dedicated to telling you how you can get more followers on Twitter and uh, Instagram and making your following as big as you possibly can. Um, we're going to watch a clip now. It's, it's literally only 10 seconds long, so if you blink, you'll miss it. This is um, a clip of someone. It's Brooklyn Beckham, actually. And he's showing off about the number of followers that he's got. And he, reach, he reaches a million followers. Now, um, that's quite impressive, isn't it? Unless your dad is David Beckham, of course. And then you've always got the risk of being upstaged. So uh, there is sound on this, which hopefully is uh, turned up. So let's see what happens when Brooklyn Beckham decides to show off. So it's my mum's birthday today. Okay, I just reached a million followers. I've got 52. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kind of puts things into perspective, doesn't it? The number of followers. Um, And God doesn't always see things as we see them. We're really impressed with big numbers. But I just want to read a, a parable from Luke 15. And this gives us a glimpse as to how God sees big numbers. It says this. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and one gets lost. What would he do? You'd leave the 99 sheep in the field and go out and look for the one that's lost. You'd keep looking until you found it. And when you found it, you'd be really happy. For anyone in the congregation that's good with numbers, this parable must really mess with your head. It doesn't make any sense, does it? Who in the right mind would risk 99 sheep just to go off and find the one that's missing? Um, there's lots of theories around this parable. Oh, well, in, in biblical days, they would have had more than one shepherd. One would have kept them safe while the other went off. Oh, well, the shepherd would have left them safe in a pen. Um, but it's all guesswork. We don't really know. And if we get into the detail, we're actually missing the point because when Jesus told the parable, it was just to make a point. And the point of this parable is that it's the individual that matters. Each one of us matters. If we talk about followers, Jesus has a lot of followers. Um, According to figures taken in 2010, Christianity was still by far the world's biggest religion. Around 2.2 billion people considered themselves to be Christian. That's around a third of the planet's population, who, at least on paper, say that they're Christian. It would have been really funny, I think, on that clip, if uh, Brooklyn had said, I've got a million followers, and then David comes in and says, I've got 52 million, and then Jesus comes in and says, I've got 2.2 billion. (laughs) Kind of puts things into perspective. But, But that's the thing, isn't it? Media says it's not really about the individual, it's about the numbers. When you've got that many number of followers, the Beckhams can't possibly have a relationship with any of their followers, can they? So the media says it's about the numbers, not the individual. Jesus says, I'm not really bothered about the overall numbers. It's the individual relationship that matters to me. And I wonder if anyone's feeling small today. Maybe you think you're not particularly important in the scheme of things. Just one more person, one more individual. That's not how Jesus sees it. Jesus says that every single one of us 
is important. He came to earth to die for each one of us so that we could have a relationship with him. What's our response going to be? Small things. Do whatever you can with whatever you have. Do whatever you can to the best of your ability. Numbers. Individuals matter. You matter. How will you respond to Jesus? Let's just pray and then we'll hand back to the worship group. Lord, just thank you for your love for each one of us. Thank you that each of us matters to you enough that you came to this earth to die for our sins. Lord, I just pray that we won't take that lightly. Lord, I pray that each one of us would give that serious consideration and um, know the joy of a personal relationship with you. For Jesus' sake, amen.